Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Wolves. Today on the show, ESPN NBA Player Rank, where four Timberwolves players ranked. Also comparing the ESPN list to some of the other player ranking lists that have come out recently and uh, why the ESPN list is, I'm just going to say, not the best, not the most accurate list in my opinion. Also, what happened at the top of their list? Even some non-Wolves stuff here. I'm a little bit baffled by it. We'll get into it all in the show here today. Welcome in. You are Locked On Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Wolves podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Lockdown Wolves. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy weekend. And a big thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find Lockdown Wolves. You can also watch the show on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can watch uh, all the Lockdown Sports Minnesota podcasts there. And of course, uh, middle football season, plenty to like there, plenty to watch uh, related to over at Lockdown Golden Gophers. And uh, locked on Vikings. Of course, the Wild actually kicked off the season um, on Thursday night as well. So, locked on Wild, go check that out. It's all over there. Um, so, again, that's the Locked On Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can also follow the show on X, and that's at B Beacon, and also at Locked On T Wolves. Don't forget the T. All right. Timberwolves actually play tomorrow, Saturday. At uh, the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden, it's an NBA TV game, 6.30 p.m. Saturday evening. Um, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it on the show today. It's preseason. There's not a whole lot to preview. Um, I guess I'll say off the top. Well, actually, we'll cover it at the end. I'll talk a little bit about what to watch for on Saturday's game. But there's not a whole lot to, to really preview. But I am excited to talk about it on the postgame pod on Monday. We'll break down what I saw from that game. That'll be mostly what we cover on Monday. Originally, I had planned to talk about Carl Anthony Towns today. I decided to bump that to talk ESPN player rank because, man, it's it, as annoying as these lists are. And, and I, I really, I part of me just hates them because, like, try to objectively rank players really in a vacuum, which is what we're doing because no two player situation is identical, right? And situation matters so much. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's such a fun debate to have. And I, like, I like I at the same time am arguing why it's dumb, but also enjoy it. Um, it just context matters so 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 much. Like, I, like you what read some of the it's a dangerous thing to suggest. Like read some of the comments on on uh, these articles or on you know people posting about them on X or wherever, and people are like, oh, there's no way this guy should be ranked you know 85th because he only plays 18 minutes a game. It's like, well. Yeah, but how many guys play more than 30 minutes a game? I don't actually have that number in front of me, but it can't be more than a couple dozen, maybe. Certainly not 80 guys, right? So, like, of course, there's going to be role players on these lists. And if somebody's great in their role, like, for instance, Nas Reed's not on any of these lists. You can't tell me Nas Reed's not one of the 100 best players in this league if he plays the role he's being asked to play. If he, the, the catch 22 here is maybe that's not the right 
phrase, but like if Nas was getting 30 minutes a game, you better believe he's on this list because he'd be putting up numbers and people would be more exposed to what he does. But I worry if Nas were to play 30 minutes a game, he would be overexposed, especially defensively. Now he improved a lot last year. But like the point is, if a player plays a role expertly, they should be rewarded for that. And some of these lists do a pretty good job at that, and some of them don't. And I want to start with ESPN because that's the one that just came out, and everybody, of course, get, it talks gets talked about the most. But there's been like seven or eight of these lists that have come out. We talked about Bleacher Reports way back in August, and I don't want to cover that one again. You can go back and find that episode. I think I did a whole episode on it. Uh, the Ringer did trade value rankings as well. I think that was also in August. But the ESPN player rank list is the last one that comes out. It's the one that everybody talks about the most. And I want to contrast that a little bit with not the Ringer trade value, but the Ringer also did player rankings. Then CBS Sports did one recently too. And I actually feel like ESPN's, in my opinion, is the least accurate of all of them. But let's start there. And then I'll, I'll like, I think there were some misses on both sides of the ledger for the Wolves in terms of overrating and underrating guys on this list. So let's go from the... Uh, lowest ranked players to the highest. Mike Conley's on the ESPN list. He's ranked 93rd. Last year, he was ranked 89th. Tough to argue with that. And actually, across the board, you're going to find him on all these lists um, somewhere between 75 and 93 uh, because that's just Mike Conley. Like, he's no longer an all-star. He's a couple years removed away from being uh, removed from being an all-star. But um, everybody knows he's still a, a starting caliber guard in this league. And I was actually a little bit surprised he was on all these lists. In fact, last year he wasn't on all of them, but I think being the steady hand that guided the Wolves through the tumultuous end to last season, all the the crazy Jade McDaniels injury and the Gobert, Kyle Anderson, Tiff, and the um, the the way that the season ended and, and replacing D'Lo, I think he did get enough recognition for that. And I think putting Conley in that ni- neighborhood of 90, 93 is probably a little low, um, but that's a a, a fine spot for him to be. So he's the Wolves' lowest ranked player in the ESPN list that made it. Which, by the way, spoiler, there's no Jaden McDaniels. We'll get to that because he did make it on one of these lists and I feel like he's in about the right spot there too. No Jaden McDaniels on the ESPN list. And by the way, they only rank the top 100. They've been doing that the last few years. They used to rank every player. Now they just do the top 100, which is safer. Um, Rudy Gobert. Last season, Rudy was number 18 on this list which I thought was a little high. I thought I think I had him like in the mid 20s when I did when I commented on this list last year. He is down to 64 on the ESPN list, which is a little aggressively low in my opinion. Um like this guy didn't should be dropping 50 spots because he had I did the whole show on Thursday about Rudy Gobert, so go back and listen to that. Like 50 spots really? Did Rudy Gobert really plummet 50 spots because he turned 30 and and uh, you know, came to a new team and had a little bit of a rocky. And of course, part of the write-up on him is how the Wolves' offense uh, in the 529 minutes that the Wolves played with Gobert and Towns on the floor together was worse than the league worst Charlotte Hornets offense in terms of points per hundred possessions, which is a very misleading stat. Um, I, I get that it provides some color. I guess you could even say context to try and paint the picture for for how anemic the Wolves' offense was at times when those guys were on the floor. But the overall net rating was still positive because the defense was so good. As it turns out, there's two sides to the ball. And no, nobody would say that the, the Towns-Gobert thing was smooth last year. Nobody would even say that it was... I don't even know that you could say that it was definitively a success when they were on the floor together. But it, just, because, just because the offense struggled doesn't mean the defense wasn't also dominant. It doesn't mean Rudy Gobert, just because he wasn't 
all NBA defensive player of the year like he was a couple years ago. That doesn't mean he suddenly should drop 50 points because he was still one of the very best defenders in the league. We talked about this on Thursday show. 64 is too low for Rudy Gobert. I can buy dropping him from, you know, if he'd been properly ranked in the 20s last year, dropping him to 40, 45. That makes some sense. But you can't put Rudy Gobert on this list below some of the guys ahead of him. Like, I don't think you can put him below DeJounte Murray. I like DeJounte Murray. I like Jeremy Grant. I like, uh, let's see, who else is on this list ahead of him? Um, Andrew Wiggins, by the way, dropped from 32 to 54. Josh Giddy, like, great. Josh Giddy's got a high ceiling. He's not a better player than Rudy Gobert at this stage. I'm not saying in two years he won't be, but coming into this season, he's not. Like, it's just silly. Um, it's just a silly ranking to have Gobert that low. And I'm the first to admit, and I, I talked about this on Thursday, he had a disappointing season. He should have had a better year. He's on the wrong side of 30. I get all those reasons. But to rank him... 64th feels kind of crazy. I'll round out the ESPN list real quick. Carl Anthony Towns was at 20 on the list this year, higher than I thought he'd be. And by the way, higher than he was on the other list we're going to talk about. He was all the way up at 13 last season. Now, remember, the ranking 12 months ago was coming out of that Memphis series when Ant and Cat gave Memphis a run for their money, pushed him to six games, and Cat had a really dominant season, was an all-star again, um, and all that. And then, of course, the injuries last year when he played, he wasn't as sharp. I was surprised he only dropped seven spots on the ESPN list. I actually think 20 is maybe a little too high because we have to factor, we have to more heavily weight what he did last year. Um, now, he is also in the prime of his career now. So, 20, it, like, if you told me in, if we fast forwarded to next May and you told me Cat was a top 20 player, absolutely, I buy that. Like, that's not a stretch at all. But it's hard to rank him ahead of some of the guys, some of the other guys in the 20s on this list. Um, I, I think I struggle with that a little. And, um, you know, like some of the guys he beat out, like to have him a spot ahead of Terry's Halliburton, I don't know that you can necessarily do that. He's a couple spots ahead of Demonis Sabonis. I think they're probably in that same tier. He's ahead of De'Aaron Fox. He's ahead of uh, Kawhi Leonard, which, how are we waiting injuries in this whole thing? And the way they did this list was they took a bunch of matchups and voted, is this player, this player better? So I think that could contribute to some wonky results here. Kawhi being only at 24 is kind of weird. Um, I'm fine with him being ahead of Siakam, ahead of Drew Holiday. Like, that's kind of a tough one. Head of Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I buy that. So, I, like, I probably put Cat more like 25 than 20. I'd also have Rudy about 15 spots higher than he is, too. I'd have Cat about five spots lower. So it's tough to get too upset about it. Let's talk about Ant next, where he landed, and then I'll give some color related to the Ringers list as well as CBS Sports's list. And I'll kind of give the neighborhood ride have everybody and which list I think was the most accurate. Uh, so we'll do all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends over at FanDuel, our title sponsors of today's program. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I love betting spreads for NFL. Um, I like player props and over-unders for NBA action. It's fun. Also, win totals this time of year, heading into uh, actual regular season NBA basketball. That is a, a fun thing to bet over at FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and uh, get involved here as we head into week six of the NFL and we're within a couple weeks of actual NBA basketball. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, uh, Anthony Edwards, um, 
on NBA rank on, on ESPN this season jumped from last year where he was 25th. Remember, Cat was 20th last year. Ant was 25th. Cat dropped from 20. Excuse me. Cat was 13th last year. Ant was 25th. Cat dropped from 13th to 20th. Ant rose from 25th to 13th where Cat was last year. A shockingly high ranking. I thought there was a pretty good shot he'd be in the top 20. Um, I, I think, you know, my number, we'll talk about my number here in a little bit, which I, I still think might have been a little bit high. Because remember, this is based on where they're at now. It's not like, hey, will he be the 13th best player at the end of the season? That's not necessarily how this list works. Because if you told me it was the 13th best player in by April, May, June of next year, I could buy that. I think that's 100% in the realm of possibilities. I think I even said the other day, like there's a chance he's a top five player at the end of the season. Like that leap could happen. It's not a great chance, but it's possible. But he's 13th right now on this list. He rose 12 spots. And the reason, of course, it talks about his first all-star appearance, uh, the leading score on Team USA. And then it talks about, is he ready to make the leap as an all-NBA player? Remember, he just signed that max rookie extension. So he adds like 40 million plus if he makes an all-NBA team. So he's motivated to do just that. But 13th in the league, that is pretty aggressively high. That's ahead of Damian Lillard. Is Anthony Edwards better than Damian Lillard sitting here right now today on October 13th, 2023? He's not. I, he's just not. I'm sorry. I'm like, he might be in a year, maybe two. I can't say he's better than Dame. Is he better than Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, you could argue that. Is he better than Bam Adebayo? That one's tough. Is he better than Jamal Murray? Jamal Murray last year was ranked only 50th. He jumped to 17th. But remember, Ant is at 13th. Is he better than Paul George? Obviously, you'd rather have him on your team right now. If you're going to start a team, you'd, of course you'd pick Anthony Edwards over Paul George. But that's not the question we're asking. Right now, is Paul George better or worse than Anthony Edwards? You could also see how this, why this list is so silly, right? Is Anthony Edwards better or worse than Jalen Brown? I think you probably have to put Jalen Brown ahead of Ant. So like right there, that's like five of the next six guys on the list I would actually put ahead of Ant. Um, I I don't love him being at 13. And if I'm being completely objective here, um, I don't think he should be that high on the list. It's great that he's getting that recognition. Uh, absolutely fantastic. By the way, let me go on my mini rant here before I talk about Wolves and other lists. My mini rant is about the top of this list. Let me read the top 10 real quick. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I just I need to get on my soapbox here. Anthony Edward, or excuse me, Anthony Davis, number 10, LeBron, number nine. Shea Gilgis Alexander went from 48 last year to number eight on this list. Kevin Durant, number seven. Jason Tatum, six. Steph Curry, five. Luka Doncic, four. Joel Embiid, three. Jokic, two. And Giannis, one. Now, I think that Jokic should be number one on this list. Um, now, I, I don't think there's any question Jokic should be number one. I think he's the best player on the planet. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, he should be number one. Giannis should probably still be two. Embiid should be three. I'm good with that. Doncic at four, I struggle with a little bit. I mean, like, it's not this clean. I, I don't want to do the whole, like, oh, look at the supporting cast. He's obviously the most valuable player. Like, that gets tough, right? There's so many other factors. It's never really that clean. But I'm going to briefly do it anyway, because look at the team Jokic had a couple years ago when they were a really good, you know, a competitive like six seed. Like there's only like three or four guys on that roster that are still rotation guys on playoff teams. 
Jokic was dragging these rosters to playoff berths, successful playoff runs. Even last year, like the Nuggets team was built extremely well. But look at a team like Dallas and the star power they have. I know they made the conference finals two years ago, but to not even make the playoffs last year with a team that had, you know, now the I would argue that roster wasn't all that great last year anyway, but what did Luka do with it? Not a whole lot, right? Um, Luka's obviously fantastic. He's There's no question he's a top 10 player, but putting him top five to me is a little tough. I wouldn't put him out of Steph. Um, I don't know that I'd put him out of Jason Tatum at this point either. Uh, SG at eight's probably about right. Um, and then the rest of the 10, actually the top 10, the rest of it's not too bad. I'm, I'm okay with it. Anthony Davis is probably too high at number 10. Um, just based on where he's at at this point in his career. Like, yeah, he had some crazy games. He's obviously huge in the playoffs. I get it. But having Anthony Davis at 10 just feels a little bit high for me. All right. Let's talk about these other lists and where Wolves players ranked and which list I like the most. Quickly, CBS had Anthony Edwards at 22. Again, ESPN had him at 13. Edwards rose from 32 to 22 on their list. Cat at 37, which is 17 spots lower than ESPN. He was 20 last year on their list, which I think was too low, probably. And now he's 37. Gobert, 55. Again, he was 64 on the ESPN list. Jaden McDaniels on the list at 83 over at CBS and Mike Conley at 91. Now, remember, McDaniels didn't make the list at all at ESPN. Conley at 91, he was 93 on ESPN. So Conley very close. Edwards and Cat both about 10 to 15 spots lower. Gobert 10 spots higher. I think overall, that list is better than ESPN's. I think Cat's better than the 37th best player. I think Edwards at 22 is actually probably about right. Gobert at 55 is maybe a little low still, but probably about right. McDaniels at 83, maybe a little low, but close. And Conley at 91 is close. Let's talk about the ringers list. I feel like that one was unquestionably the best. Um, Kyle, so the ringer actually did 125 players, not 100. Kyle Anderson makes the list at 105, which... Uh, Actually, that's probably a little low, too. I think he should be in the top 100 players. But at 105, fine. We'll take it. Um, he probably would have been in the same vicinity on those other lists, too, had they gone as as deep into the player pool. Mike Conley all the way up at 76 on the ringers list. Remember, 93 on ESPN and 91 on CBS Sports. J.D. McDaniels checks in at 75, just one spot higher than Mike Conley. Remember, not on the ESPN list and 83 on CBS. McDaniels at 75, his best ranking. Rudy Gobert at 52, that's his best ranking on the three lists. Cat at 31, which is smack dab in between ESPN's 20 and uh, CBS's 37. Anthony Edwards at 24, which is his worst ranking of the three. He's 13 at ESPN, 22 at CBS, and 24 at The Ringer. Let's close the show by talking about why I think The Ringer's list is the best. And then also, um, Andy Bailey, who's a Bleacher Report and also uh, a, a really good follow on NBA Twitter, um, he actually does like, he did a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of aggregate, I guess he kind of aggregated it. I don't know. He took he took the uh, accumulative, I guess is probably a better word, all of the different rank lists, uh, seven or eight of them, and combine them into 125 players and based on their average rank. So I'm going to touch on that related to Wolves players here to second and also give my reasoning for why I like the ringers list the most. We'll do all that here next. 
All right, let's close the show today by talking about the Ringers NBA rank list. I think it is by far the most accurate of them. Um, Anderson at 105, I already said I like that. Conley and McDaniels both in the in the range of 75. That feels about right. to have. First of all, for ESPN not, to not have McDaniels in the top 100 players is pretty egregious. Um, if you're the best at really anything in the entire league, you should be on this list. I should have led the show with this, honestly. If you're the best at anything in the entire league, you should be on this list. If that thing is perimeter defense, point of attack defense, oh, I don't know, let's just call it defense, that's a pretty big part of the game of basketball. And if you are the best in the league at it, pretty pretty objectively, right? We talked, rattled off these stats the other day in terms of B-ball index, best point of attack defender in the league, best ball screen navigator in the league. You got to rank in the top 100 players. Like there's no there's no question. I don't care if you don't make a shot all year. If you're the absolute best perimeter defender in the league, one of the top five overall defenders in the league, and you could argue best, like what are we doing? Like why is he, why is he not easily on this list? 75 is probably about right. I would actually have him a little bit higher. And I've been, if you're a regular listener to the show, if you listen for years, I've been hard on Jaden McDaniels. I think he was overrated his first two years defensively. Um, he was effective, but it was the idea of him more than his actual impact. Last year, he was legitimately amazing on defense and the offense started to come along. Um, obviously almost 40% shooting from three. And he did a little bit more with the ball in his hands, less long range twos, getting to the basket a little bit more. Um, smart rotations with the ball in, in the half court, knowing the right pass to make, et cetera. I know that these lists, uh, there's there's no analysis like that happening with these lists. I get that. But 75 is still too low. I probably have McDaniels in the 60s. And I mean, frankly, he's got the upside this year to be in the 20s by the end of the season. I mean, it's going to be tough for him to truly break out offensively in a way that the, the yahoos that vote on these lists actually would notice. But um, he's, he's in the 20s. I mean, that's... Uh, that's where he, or I'm sorry, he could be in the 20s. That's realistic. Um, if he just does what he did defensively this year and continues to improve incrementally on offense, more people are going to notice he's going to be in the 20s in this list next year if that's the case. But right now, I'd probably have him in the 60s based on all, all the factors I mentioned a minute ago. Gobert at 52? Yeah, that's about right. What did I say? I said earlier I have him around in the mid-40s. I mean, 52 is fine. Like, that's that's fine based on the season he had worst numbers in a lot of categories in six years, fine. Put him at 52. If he has a, a relative bounce back year this year, he'll be around 40 next year, high 30s. I think that's totally fine. Cat at 31, I think is still a little low, uh, but CBS had him at 37 and, and ESPN at 20 is also, uh, I think, a little high. So it's hard to complain too much about 31. I'd probably put him around 25, um, but that's close. And the ringer also had, of the three, I thought the most thoughtful write-ups about each of these guys. Um, and the, the like quick synopsis, just the one liner is about towns. It says franchise center with some of the most obvious gravity in the league, but questions about his defense linger. I don't know that that's really what I would, um, it, I don't know that I would really sit that. That's not how I would summarize Carlton towns. Right. And then it says at his most frustrating, the 27 year old is a defensively inept jittery turnover machine who feels the need to swing for the fences every time he touches the ball. Absolutely. Two years ago, that was his biggest problem, even while having a fantastic season. Last year, even though his overall production was down in the games that he played, 
I thought he looked much more comfortable with the ball in his hands, and I thought he was better defensively. I think that analysis is left over from two years ago, and if he had simply shot the ball like he did two years ago last year in those 29 games that he played in the regular season, and also had played better in the playoffs, which which matters, but like it's we don't need to worry about that quite yet in terms of this season, we'd be talking about Cat still as a top 25 player. It's because the 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 extra stuff nobody else noticed. They were unless you were watching Cat every night. Nobody noticed. You're not, if you're not following the Wolves regularly, you're, you didn't notice that the the comfort level, the crazy pass, the comfort level went up. The crazy pass uh, uh, frequency went down. The defensive miscues went down. Like he improved in all those other areas. So a healthy season from him this year. We're going to see him easily in the top twenty five again. I don't think there's any question. And then lastly, Anthony Edwards at twenty four. That's about right. I mean, Ant was 13 on the ESPN list, too high. 22 is about right on the CBS list, 24 on the Ringer list. It's just a matter of where does this thing go this year? I mean, if he has the same year as last year, he probably moves up a few spots just because he'll refine some things. But if he really breaks through, he could really break through. And calling him a top five, top 10 player in, in six months from now is not crazy. It's it's really not. Um, I don't, it, you can't say that now. And that's why I think 13 is too high. But, um, I think I think 24 is a fair place to put him right now. The very last thing I want to cover is Andy Bailey on Twitter, at Andrew D. Bailey. If you're not already following him, he's a Bleacher Report writer and does a really good job. He figured out the average ranks from these various sites, which would, I'm sure, include ESPN, The Ringer, uh, Bleacher Report, CBS Sports. Um, that's four, and there's at least seven um, that he took. So let's look at the average ranks. Anthony Edwards' average rank is number 18, higher than I would have thought. His average rank is higher than Jamal Murray, higher than Paul George, higher than Jalen Brown, higher than Bam Adebayo. Uh, James Harden's less surprising, higher than Trey Young, as he should be. Higher than Tyrese Halberton. I mean, like in a vacuum right now, I think Halberton's a more effective player. I just do. I I didn't say, you know, playing one-on-one. I didn't say Ant couldn't beat Tyrese, Tyrese Halberton in a one-on-one competition. But in terms of on-court positive impact in a vacuum, Tyrese Halberton at this moment is still better than Anthony Edwards. No question, Anthony Edwards has a higher ceiling. I would not argue that for the a millisecond. Uh, he absolutely does. Um, other Wolves players, Cat at 36. That is too low for Carl Anthony Towns, my friends. He is not the average. The fact that these lists average him at a 36 is bonkers. He should be certainly top 30, and I would argue top 30, top, excuse me, top 25. Uh, Rudy Gobert, number 56, a little low, but I get it. Um, and then other Timberwolves players, let's see, I know Mike Conley's on here somewhere. Conley at 98. The three lists we like today all had him higher than that, so that's uh feels low. These other lists must have really hated him. 98 is too low. Uh, incidentally, D'Angelo Russell's at 88. Too high for D'Lo. Um, but uh, like in the same tier, right? Like that makes some sense. Oh, and Jaden McDaniel's at 97. So McDaniel's actually a spot higher than Mike Conley on average. Um, and that's too low as well, but at least... Some of these other lists had him in their top 100 ESPN. Like, what? Are, why? Um, anyway, these lists, they're noisy, right? That's thats the easiest way to say it. Um, if, if I could sum it up in one word, I'd probably just say noisy, right? There's so many factors. It's impossible to truly pin down an individual player's value in a vacuum devoid of... Um, of of team context and and you know what offense and defense they schematically they play coaching etc it's impossible to truly do it the ringers list is the best list i don't think there's any question about that cbs's wasn't bad um but espn's this year was a little bit crazy uh i think i think that's pretty fair to say 
All right, Wolves Knicks Saturday night. We'll do a post-game pod on Monday. Likely Tuesday, we'll do the Carl Thitty Towns season preview, and then we'll save Ants for middle next week, probably Wednesday. But who knows? If anything else comes up, we have some time here to play with this. We're about a week and a half away from actual real basketball, regular season tip-off for the Wolves. Uh, but get excited for Wolves Knicks Saturday night. I don't really have much else. I alluded to this earlier, but like, I mean, obviously watch rotations again. Watch how Finch is staggering. Um, you know, who's who's uh, Shake Milton playing with? I think that's interesting. Which big is he playing with more? How does Nas fit into the Cat-Rudy rotation? How are those guys staggered? Is Nas mostly just playing the four? Does he get any minutes as a small ball five with no Cat or Rudy? Those are interesting things to watch. Also, just watching Jordan McLaughlin and Wendell Moore Jr.'s play. I think they're kind of battling for like an 11th-ish rotation spot. Um, I don't think either of them are in the regular nightly rotation on opening night, but... I think that they're essentially battling for the same fringe rotation spot, if you will. So watch that as well on Saturday at Madison Square Garden. All right, that's all we have for today. Big thank you once again for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, uh, you can listen to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. It's free and available everywhere. That also includes YouTube. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon at Fire TV. You can follow on Twitter or X at Beacon and at Locked on T-Wolves. Don't forget the T. The Lockdown Wolves podcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.